Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 52, celebrating one year of podcasting. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. That's right. This episode officially marks our one-year anniversary. The Strategic Living Podcast has been online, on the air, and coming into your home, your automobile, onto your iPhone, your iPod, your iPad, your smart device for 12 months plus. So excited about today. I have a very special treat for us that is truly unlike anything I've done before, so I'm just excited to get started with you. This podcast, as you know, is changing lives, and we're only getting started. Well, thanks for being with us today on the program, and you can probably tell I have a little bit of a bounce in my step, a little bit of pep in my pepper, and it's just a wonderful time to be alive, a wonderful time to be pursuing dreams a wonderful time to be engaged in what it is that God has created us to do. Well, as you know, this podcast is all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies. We really are about encouraging others to become everything that they can be. You have something great to do in this life, and we want you to do it well. Well, today it's just exciting for me because I have in studio with me, a dear friend, someone who has been a, a mentor, someone who has trained me specifically as it relates to our podcast. This individual has been very instrumental in helping me to expand our reach via our online efforts. That is our blog, our podcast, our Monday Mastery videos. The individual that I have with me today It just could not be more fitting on our one-year anniversary than to have him in the studio with me today celebrating this phenomenal benchmark in our walk together. So before we begin with our interview today, I want to say to you, thank you for being a part of the Strategic Living Podcast for this time. If you're just finding us, there are 51 other episodes that you can go back in our archives and listen to. So much great content, great instruction, encouragement, challenging words of wisdom, hopefully, and things that will spur you on in your journey to becoming all that you can be. And I encourage you, if you've just found us recently, to go back and pick all those up, listen to them, engage with us in that conversation, and really uh, see how that might help you in your journey. Also, if you've been with us for a very long time, from the, the very beginning, maybe some of you, Thank you. Thank you for sharing this with friends. Thank you for sharing it with those that you love and care about. Thank you for helping us to get it out there on the various mediums, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc., and certainly uh, for just being a part of this community. Well, without further ado, I want to go right now to my interview with my dear friend and colleague, someone that has been on the program before, but this is a special day. Ladies and gentlemen, Cliff Ravenscraft. Man, Cliff, it's great to have you in the studio with me today, man. Thanks for being here. Dude, I am so excited to be in your studio. And I mean, it's literally a studio. This is great. Well, you know, you taught me how to build this thing. And in fact, uh, everything we're doing here today is a reflection of your work and your uh, kind of pouring into our lives a couple of years ago as we began this journey. And uh, what's really exceptionally wonderful about today is that this episode happens to be our 52nd episode. So officially, it's our one-year anniversary of podcasting. And how crazy is it that you happen to be in Dallas-Fort Worth and able to actually walk in the doors of my offices here and be with me in studio? I am deeply honored and so thankful. Well, congratulations on 52 weekly episodes. It is absolutely, uh, it's a huge deal because I can tell you, I I coach and consult with a lot of people who want to create content who who go into it for various number of reasons. And a lot of people, most people, most people never make it past their seventh episode. Really? And the people who I find that uh, eventually 
uh, achieve the greatest amount of success in what they're doing are the ones who are at it every single week. You know, they, they, they may miss one or two or three a year because of what, whatever, life, travel, vacation, but, but the ones who are relatively consistent, consistent week after week, putting something out there into the world, putting their message out into the world, those are the ones who have long-term success. Those are the ones who really make a difference in people's lives. Well, I've done my best to to follow that pattern and following what you taught us about that because consistency, I think, does matter. People need to know that you're not a, a flash in the pan, not a one-off. And my heart, as you well know, is just to touch people where they are, to encourage them, to build them up, to help them somehow become all that God's created them to be, but also just to to spur them along to say, look, you can do this. Keep pressing, keep going, and and just to be that consistent voice week after week. And I'll tell you, uh, for those that may not know this, you've been doing this for a very long time. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, it's thousands of episodes. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, I, I started podcasting as a hobby back in December of 2005 uh, and absolutely fell in love with it. And I, I realized early on that this became my greatest opportunity to minister to others, which was, you know, I had always felt a call to ministry with my life, uh, to devote myself full time to serving others. And as a result of that, I, I, as a result of my podcasting efforts about a secular TV show, people would email me questions saying, hey, based upon the conversation you and your wife have, I get this sneaking suspicion that you guys are Christians. Is that right? And I would say yes. And then they would write me these, this huge email and it would be so real, so raw, so authentic, and then asking for genuine advice because they had gotten to the place just after listening to our our voices and hearing how Stephanie and I communicate and share who we are behind the microphone. Just after a couple weeks or even a couple months, they knew us well enough to pour their heart and lives out in an email and then ask for genuine advice and saying, you know, whatever you say, I'm... I trust it because I've come to the place where I feel like I can trust you. And as a result of that happening out of a TV show podcast, we launched other podcasts. We we launched um, a family podcast called Family from the Heart. We launched uh, Pursuing a Balanced Life. I created a faith-based podcast. And and so at one point, but at one point I was doing no, it was 10 different podcasts or no, oh. seven different podcasts and I was producing at least 10 to 15 podcast episodes per week. Good gracious. And I did that for several years. And uh, all time, I've actually done 31 different shows, of, you know, 31 different podcasts about different topics. And I've done well over 3,200 podcast episodes, all of them about an hour each. That's amazing. And, and you're talking about doing 13 podcasts in a week. You know, it's it's a serious task. It's a real job to produce great content, meaningful content, content that really makes a difference just once a week. And then and that's just under one brand, under one genre, much less doing ten or twelve or thirteen a week. That's that's remarkable. And the the scope of your reach, I assume, has gradually expanded over time and you're touching more people. How do you scale that over time? It's it's actually awesome, uh, and and it happens naturally, especially through what I do, uh, because you know I one of the things that I podcast about is how to podcast now, and a lot of people wanted to know how do you do this. I think you might know a little bit of something about that. Yeah, so so people have asked me, can you teach me how to podcast? And so um, what happens is people come to me, you know, through let's just say a Hunger Games fan podcast or a Twilight Saga fan podcast or a Lost TV show fan podcast. And and they then all of a sudden they come there because of the content that they're a fan of or that they're passionate about. Then over time they grow they grow to really enjoy listening to Cliff and Stephanie. And once they come to know us and then they find out we have other content, they start listening to other shows like Family from the Heart. And what happens is uh, there are, you know, out of all the people who listen to us, there are a certain percentage of those people who have a message they want to put out into the world. Right. There are a percentage of those people who have businesses. There are a percentage of those people who run organizations. There are a percentage of those people who could benefit from having a podcast. And so what happens is I'm always getting new subscribers, and there's always that same percentage of people who would love to have a podcast. And those people, year after year, hire me to teach them 
how to podcast. And so how do I grow it? It's exponentially because what happens is not only am I having directly, uh, directly my influence is growing by the number of people who subscribe to all the different shows that I have, but also the number of people who I have taught how to podcast and how to approach podcasting in such a way that they can actually have a positive impact on the lives of other people. Those people are out there. So I can take one student who comes to me and says, wow, I've been inspired to podcast because of you and how much you've influenced me. I want to create a podcast that will influence these people. And by the way, those are people I would have never been able to influence myself or have a positive impact in their life. But what I've done is I've given that person the keys to how to have a positive impact on the lives of people that they have that they can reach. And they may have an audience of 100. They may have an audience of 1,000 or 10,000. And if you can imagine that, in the last, since 2008, I've personally one-on-one trained over 3,000 people how to podcast. And three, how many? Over 3,000 individuals. How many of those do you suppose are, are actively involved in podcasting today? Just, I'm curious. I would say at least 2,000 to 2,500 of them. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. And and so imagine that how many of those people have hundreds and thousands of people that they reach. And and I generally most enjoy working with people and teaching people who are into podcasting not for how much can I get out of it, but for what can I what can I give? What can I offer that will add value to people's lives? And so how does it scale? It's it scales in in ways that I never dreamed possible before, but man, it, it's it's amazing to me and it blows my mind when somebody says, you know what, I've never met you before, but man, I'm so glad that you're speaking at this conference because I, my life was positively changed when I discovered podcasting. And the first podcast I ever heard was so-and-so's podcast. And it wasn't until uh, you know that I had this life-altering experience and I reached out to him and he went on and on and on about how this would have never been possible if it weren't for you. So I just wanted to say thank you for changing my life. That's that's awesome. It's crazy, man. So yeah, you know what uh, what strikes me, and and you know my story. And for those that may not realize this, Cliff and I have become great friends over the last several years, and and have developed a great relationship for which I'm very appreciative. But one of the things that appealed to me about podcasting as a medium was the fact that the message that's in my heart to share, the thing that truly means something to me, because of all that's transpired in my life and what I like you said a while ago what I feel like God's called me to do to help others I I don't know of another medium that gave me the kind of leverage to reach as many people as we are as you know I've been in church ministry classical church ministry for years pastor to church and there there's a captive audience there but you're speaking pretty much the same few people every week but my heart is to get this out there Try to sow as many seeds broadly as I can, knowing that some of those are going to really connect. You've come across, I'm sure, so many people like me who have a message, whether it's about helping people with their personal lives, maybe with you know setting goals, starting a business. I, I've met guys along the way who do podcasting, literally about you know travel trailers. Yep. Uh, I mean, crazy things, you know. Uh, but in your experience, having trained so many people. What do you see being the the future of podcasting as it relates to getting the message out? Whatever that message is for that person, really getting their message, what they're passionate out about, out to the masses. So, so the question is: is what do I see as the future of that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just I see more and more people coming on board because I, I think that the technology is becoming so affordable, and it is becoming easier and easier for people to learn um, what it takes to sit behind a microphone and in their own living room or in a at the kitchen table with a microphone and a recorder or a microphone and a computer, you can sit there and speak into a microphone with nobody else in the room, which at first for a lot of people feels really weird. But to know that, man, and, and by the way, that was me in December 2005, sitting there by myself and then all of a sudden growing to the place where you're reaching hundreds and then thousands and then tens of thousands of people around the world 
I think the future is just more and more people understanding that that's there. Another thing that's getting ready to happen in the podcasting space is uh, there's Apple is currently running under um, iOS 7 on all their mobile devices, their iPads and their and their iPhones and stuff. And they're getting ready to come out with iOS 8 here in uh, the fall of 2014. And one of the things that I know already about iOS 8 is that the applica- the podcasts application is going to be pre-installed for every single iOS device that upgrades to iOS 8 and every new phone and iPad from that point forward. And what that means is when I say it's pre-installed, I mean it, there's going to be very few icons on people's screens. And one of, let's just say, 10 icons is going to be this thing called podcasts. And when people go and decide how to lay out all the different apps and once they're starting to play around and figure out what all the stuff is, they cannot delete the podcasts app, which means that they have, they're being, this is going to be literally tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people around the world that have these devices that are going to be forced to say, what the heck is this podcasts app and what should I do with it? And when they discover what the app is, it will drive them to begin to look for content that's meaningful to them. That is exactly right. And so what I think is going to happen, what I see as the future, is we're about ready to see an exponential growth in podcasting that we haven't seen since 2006. Wow. Well, I tell you, I'm just eternally grateful to you because as I, uh, you know my story, I met Dan Miller at a, a little speakers convention in Atlanta, Georgia, who told me about you, Yep. who told me about Michael Hyde, who I've mentioned on the program here at numerous times, and the relationship sort of developed there. I think the first time you and I really connected was through A to Z, if I remember right. Cause we was met, A to Z, yeah, I think A to Z was before Platform Conference? It was. Okay. It was, yeah, it certainly was. Now, if you recall, and you, you've not let me live this down yet, it took me about a year, I think it was, <laughs> after I went through Podcasting A to Z course, to actually launch my podcast. You know, I was a little worried because, you know, I, ha- I kind of track my statistics of the number of people who are successfully launched out of all the people who have taken my course. And you, you had me worried there for a I, little I while. Was, I was not helping your statistics, was I? <laughs> well, that's what kind of friend I am. But here I, are, here I am now, 52 weeks in, one year in, and man, what a blessing it's been. And here, here's what I want to say to you. I'm, I'm literally, this is what's so cool. Normally when I do an interview, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking through the computer through Skype or telephone interview, but I've got Cliff look, looking at me right here across the table, and I want to tell you, man, I, like you, I get emails. Like yeah. you, I get uh, contact forms sent to me through my website. Like you, I get online voicemails. And so many people over the last 12 to 18 months have reached out and said, you have no idea what that episode did for me. What you said that day touched me in a place and helped me through something. And it's just time after time after time after time. And so I want to thank you for pushing me. Thank you for believing in what we do. And thank you for uh, um, training me to do this at the highest level. And and, uh, you are a blessing to me. And I consider you a great friend and a great confidant, somebody that's just been a blessing to not just me, but I'm one of those guys through which your exponential reach has expanded. The people I'm touching, you would have never reached. Yeah. But but you helped me to do that, so I want to say thank you. Well, thank you. I, I I'm honored, and uh, you know it, it it's just co- further confirmation that you know God's in control, and He's got me doing going down a path, and and I'm just so thankful to to be in a position where I can do these things. So awesome. It, it, and I just want to say, um, you know, this this is an amazing world we live in, where you if you think about the fact that we can communicate with any person on the face of this planet with an internet connection. And and the, and at the same time, one of the things that I love, and, and it specifically goes to those emails that you were talking about, and those contact forms that you're that you're made aware of, where somebody just sends you that note. Here's what I love: is that you know, and and, and we, in the conversation here already, we've already talked about you know big, large audiences and thousands and tens of thousands. I just want to say, man, I I love it when somebody grinds it out. And 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 they're they've got fifty subscribers, seventy subscribers, a hundred subscribers. You know they've been going for nine. They've been going out for nine months, and they haven't missed a single week. And they've got seventy people who are approximately seventy people who you can count on every single week. When that episode comes out, they're going to download it and listen to it. 
And I've been approached by a lot of people who come to me and say, Cliff, you know, I've been podcasting for insert length of time and I only have so many people download. Or I only have so many downloads. And, and that frustrates me to no end because I'm like, wait a second. First of all, these aren't downloads. These are people. These are people, right. These are individual lives that are being touched uh, the, by what you have to say. You have an amazing amount of influence in their life. These people, many of them have earbuds and your voice stuffed into their ear canals in stereo, listening to you drone on for 20 to 40 minutes and some of you for an hour. And, and these same, You're not talking about me, are you? No. Some of these people come back week after week after week. And if you've got one person out there who tells you, wow, that episode radically changed my life in such a way that I'm going to go in a whole new direction. And and you never know. You you may inspire the one person to not drop out of medical school who's going to cure cancer. You, I mean, that, that sounds like such an off-the-wall kind of an example, but you have no idea yep. what you're going to do in the world. You just got to put your message out there. And it doesn't matter how many people are listening right out of the gate. And, and the one thing that I encourage people to do, and I know that you do this, Brian, is, is that you care about each and every one of sure. those people. And and you do read their emails. You respond to them, and, and you care about them. You pray about them. It, it, it's, dude, we we are life changers, and you and I both come from ministry backgrounds, right? Yes. I used to be an associate pastor, and I was working towards that, you know, the, you know, God's called me to full-time ministry, so that obviously means I'm going to pastor a church one day. That's, of course that's what that means. That's exactly what that has to mean. Well, I will tell you right now. I know. I know. I know pastors of multi, multi mega churches. I mean, they, you know, and you obviously are in that world. And the reality is, is that any of us with a microphone and an internet connection can have just as much influence as the biggest, you know, mega church pastor in the world. And oftentimes, it's built more on an authentic and real relationship. At a at a level where people feel like they they can really connect with you and relate to where you are in your story, right? T- two things that just came to my mind. Uh, I've told this story before, but it relates so much to what you said a moment ago about you know the numbers thing. Um, back in the seventies, um, there's a a couple that had just gotten saved in Austin, Texas. They came out of the the hippie movement, drug addicts, the whole thing, just radically saved. And you know how it is when you're just a brand new baby Christian. You want to go just change the world, you know. So someone came through their church and invited anyone who might want to consider it to go do a short-term missions trip to Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe. And this couple, baby Christians, didn't know beans from nothing, went over there and served six months, knocked on doors, went in the streets, handing out little pamphlets and things, you know, doing what they knew to do. And... In six months, they came home so defeated, so frustrated, so discouraged because in six months' time, they had only won one family to the Lord, just one, and they felt like they had failed. But the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say, Mm. is that one family was the Bismarck family. The Bismarck family today, out of seven children, all of them are in ministry Tudor Bismarck, Bishop Tudor Bismarck of that group, who I have been relating with for now for 18 years, has planted and oversees over 3,000 churches worldwide. Wow. Is traveling to nations all over the world, having high impact, and has personally, he and his family has personally sponsored and put dozens and dozens of children through not only their school years, their their upbringing years, but their universities. I mean, just massive impact on a scale you can't imagine that's that is world changing impact right the result of six months one person being reached that's it and so when you're talking about the the podcast thing you look at uh you know mine and your role years ago and even mine today in the local church setting most people go to church because it's the the correct and right cultural thing to do on sundays you're in church and so most people are there not necessarily to be transformed or changed. They're there to, to, to fulfill their religious duties and be in community with a group of people on a Sunday. And so, yes, I have a captive audience, 
once a week for an hour. And But they're not necessarily subscribed to my message. Yes. Whereas with podcasting, for example, or even blogging or anything that's internet related, when someone subscribes and they voluntarily say, yes, I, this voice, this sound, this message, what this guy is saying is impacting my life and I want it every week. I want it. They, they, they are seeking you out. Right. And, and I love that. It's not because it's a, an obligation uh, whether you know whether they they're happy about the obligation or not, this this is this is they're they've gone out of their way. Right, they're taking and, and we're all busy. You know, sure. we've got crazy lives, we've got crazy amount of things going on that distract us and occupy our thoughts and minds. And the reality is that people go out of their way to listen to us. And and the reality and the reality is is with a podcast, the, you literally you have the opportunity to capture their attention. For up to an hour every single every week. week and 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 by the way this is why and and i know not, not getting into the technical details but this is why i love doing a weekly podcast instead of a daily because there's you know you you could do a daily podcast and you have a lot of people that download all your shows and, you, and overall you get more download numbers uh but it, but here's the thing i'd rather have one thousand subscribers to my podcast who have never missed a single episode in the last 18 months every single week here and every word that I spoke into a podcast. I'd rather have 1,000 of those people than 20,000 people who tune in every now and then. Exactly, exactly. And the thing about it, if you're providing solid, meaningful content, then when you finish one episode, they're already looking forward to the next one. And and they you can rest assured they're wait they know what day it's being released if you're doing it right like yeah. you taught me and they're waiting for it they're looking for it on their app did it download yet and and, and just since it's it, I guess it's cool that we're geeking on geeking out on podcasting <laughs> since we, here's the deal because because I mean this is really well, this cel- is our fifty second it, it, podcast it's episode. the se- celebration of your one year in podcasting so right. it, I think and you're talking to the podcast answer man normally I I, I you know we talk about other things but here's the deal. It, it, you and I both mentioned Dan Miller. We both love Dan very much. And Dan Dan's podcast and his message, his book, all of that stuff, it radically changed my life. Yes, it did. And, and I will tell you this. It's one of my favorite podcasts that I, that I don't, never miss an episode of. But here's the thing about podcasting. There are times where my life, sometimes my priorities get out of whack. I'm not working out as much as I should, and I don't have as much free time. I think that I'm too busy. I've got too many things I'm doing. And what happens is there have been times, Brian, that all of a sudden it's like I go a whole week and then I realize it's like, oh, I've got two unlistened episodes. And man, sometimes it's like, okay, it's like, well, I'll get to it this week. And then there's three, there's four. And sometimes I've been five, six, seven weeks behind on Dan's podcast. And you want to know what? I cannot delete old episodes and just listen to the most recent one. No. And, and so... I always I'm like, man, when's the next seven or eight hour road trip? When's the next three hour flight? Because by God, I got to get caught up. And and this happened has happened to to Dan's podcast for me, uh, maybe three different times over the last four years. And I'll tell you what, I'm I'm up to date right now. Yep, Every yep. single week, I'll never miss an episode. But here's the deal: I may miss six in a row. But here's the thing: they're not de- they're not deleted. Right. And eventually, I will consume the content that Dan created, and and it will impact my life in a positive way. My encouragement to anyone who's listening out there is this: very simply, uh, if you have a message, and, and let's just be honest about it, you know, everybody, I think, fancies themselves as having a message or needing a microphone, but the truth is, we all have a passion of some kind, and if you feel like you have a message that you want to get out to the world something that you you really believe that you could consistently add value to people's lives by putting it out there, I, I would strongly recommend that you consider podcasting. It is the most fulfilling, one of the most fun, one of the most rewarding things I've done, and I've been doing people things for 25, 30 years. Yeah. And I love doing this as much or more than anything I do today. And if you're going to do it, I also encourage you to do it right. And you start doing it right by participating in Cliff's podcasting A to Z course. And he didn't ask me to do this, but the fact is 
uh, Cliff knows something about this and his A to Z course, not only is the content everything you'll ever need to know about podcasting, and then you have access to that material for a long time, but also Cliff's hands-on week-to-week consultations with you on how to get your setup and how to get it launched. Most of your clients, Cliff, I believe, launch their first episode before they finish the course. Yeah, it's usually um, the ones who really stay on top of things. They've usually got a podcast within the first two weeks. Um, most of the students have it by the end of the third week. And and anybody who's going to have one before the course is over is going to have it right up to the deadline of the last day of the course. But it's a four-week course. So in this situation, this is Brian Holmes here. Don't do as I did. Do as I say, okay? And just... I did take Cliff's course, and it, it frankly is the reason why I'm podcasting today. But uh, they can go to podcasting a to z dot com, I believe it is. Yeah, and check that out. Well, before we before we get out of here, I want to spend a few minutes on something that's on a more personal note, Cliff. Uh, man, you and I have shared some great conversations over the last couple of years. Yeah, we uh, have on on personal levels, on personal things. And as I've talked about on this program, and I've even done a couple of podcast episodes about transition and change. Uh, I happen to know you've been through some of that. There's been some things that in your life you felt strongly led to change or to shift focuses or to to make some significant moves in different directions. I, I'd like you to speak to that just for a few moments. What what lessons have you learned specifically um, in your this season of transition for you and for your wife and your family? Sure. Well, gosh, I, I tell you, my life seems like it's in a constant transition from one thing to the next. And and it's always uh, it's always been an expanding of my mindset. Um, God has done a lot of things to help me dream bigger dreams, uh, and to help me get to the place where I understand that He's much bigger than I I believe He is. And and so so for so long I you know when I first became a Christian I I really felt connected to God and, and I felt like it was a relationship. And over time, I transitioned from a, you know, I kind of transitioned from a relationship with, with God uh, to a relationship with knowledge of God and, and, yes. and, and obligations to making him happy and all this other stuff. And, and we won't go down too far down that road. But what I will tell you is that I got to the place where, you know, I realized that I felt like the world that I was living in was the world that I would always live in. What, you know, the house that I'm in, the, gosh... I'll never have more than this, but that's okay. I'm, I, I just need to learn how to be content with where I am. You know, the job that I had in the insurance, you know, and, and I hated it, but you know what? I'm blessed. You know, I, I'm, I should just stay content and be in this job, and, and most people don't are out of a job. So how, who am I to dream of doing a hobby as a full-time career? That That's just ridiculous, and, and God did not let me keep that. He's like, no, I... I God asked me, he, he literally says, Cliff, I want you to step out on a faith, leave your career in insurance and pursue podcasting full time. And he, and it, it wasn't like an audible voice, but it was through all the people that I was mm. connected to in my life. God made it very clear that this was the direction. And, and I will tell you what, every single step of the way, he's like, see, I told you I was going to get you through this. And and I will tell you this the biggest thing Brian is I I would set these big lofty goals cuz I'm starting to you know I was starting to hang around and do life with big thinkers. And these people would say, "Cliff, what are your goals for next year?" And I I'd, I'd tell them what my goals are and they said, "You're crazy." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. That's what I thought. I you know maybe I should reduce it." No. You're crazy. Double it, you know? And it's like that you're that's you're going to and, and I'm like, "Wait a second." And th- and they try to get me to raise my goals and and stuff like that. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you what, I just feel more confident right here. And of course, at the end of every year, God would see me, you know, see to it that those things were just blown out of the water. And I'll, I'll never forget, um, I had these goals, some, some personal goals of, you know, meeting some people who really had life-changing impact in my life. And one of them was Dan Miller, and one of them was not a, you know, he's, he's, he's an atheist, but he's somebody that still has had a major impact in my life, and that's Leo Laporte. He's this tech uh, podcasting giant in my industry, and I had this desire to meet these two guys. And I'm like, you know, it's like, man, these are the this the if if there are dreams to be had, these I would love to meet these guys. I'm close friends with these guys now, you know, and and I'll never forget the 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 day that I sat 
in the studio and met Leo Laporte and realized that he he knew who I was all this time. And he's like, man, yeah, yeah, Cliff, I know who you are. I've been watching you. Congratulations, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like blown away. And I remember I, I sent out a Twitter message and I said, I just realized that every dream I've ever set for myself has already come true. I guess it's time to set some new, some bigger dreams. Wow. Dream bigger dreams. Wow. And and that's what the, the transition for me is in. It is all about the mind. It, it, it you know I, I know you're referring there's there's lots of transitions there's the transition from traditional you know obligation based Christianity to to the kind of life that I'm living in Christ today there's the transition from a small little house this big house that 18 months ago I didn't believe was possible then one day I decided it was possible and then today we live in this major beautiful home that we are in today and not can I you know can I tell that story how much tell time it. how tell much it. time do we have Brian? we have as much we can go an hour and a half so I'll you tell can you talk what. about me how long my but, podcast but episodes since are since I'm talking about biggest bigger dreams right no it's great you, we need to hear this all right so listen to this man Here's the deal. My my wife and I we moved into this little tiny home, um, comparative to what you know at I, where we are today. Um, and it, when we bought the home, we couldn't afford it. All right, is we I had I had learned about Dave Ramsey, and I was about ready to go debt free, you know, debt free living. But here's the deal: we weren't ready yet because I was like, I needed to make one more stupid decision. I had to make one more giant decision before I get my money all straightened out. So my wife and I buy this home. It's it was a twelve hundred square foot home, and we built this home. And Brian, we we were at the time we were still about eighty seven thousand dollars in debt, unsecured debt. Oh man! All right, and we bought the home with a hundred and three percent loan. Wow! So we 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 bought a brand new home, our first home, no money down. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Unbelievable. And, uh, and, and so what happened was that was our, that was our last big stupid financial decision, but you know, we, we made it, you know, God willing, we made it. We did start following the Dave Ramsey plan and we sold our cars and, you know, and all this other stuff. And we got out of debt over time, but we, we still lived in this little home and, you know, where our family had grown since then, you know, and our kids were growing up and, and the thing is, is here. Here's the deal. I got to the place where we became debt free, and I'm like, "This is great. We're debt free now. I'm just going to start saving and building up. You know, I'm going to get into the retirement fund and all this other stuff." And then all of a sudden, God lays it on my heart to leave my career in insurance. All right. So I leave my career in insurance, and all of a sudden, all that money that I had that helped me get debt free is gone. Oh boy. And in 2008, my business only made. I only made eleven thousand dollars in personal income. That's all I made, and we and and Brian, I don't tell many people this, and I, I mean it hasn't come out too much, but it was so bad in two thousand eight that I went to my business advisors, and one of my business advisors at the time was my pastor, and one of the decisions on the table was how am I going to put food on the table, and it was so bad we applied for food stamps. Wow! In two thousand eight. I went from that's making, just six years ago, man. This six years ago, I, it was so bad that I went from eighty-seven thousand dollars a year uh, to to uh, what did I say eleven thousand dollars that year. That's all I made eleven thousand dollars in personal income. Now the business made more than that, but it was then the business was paying for my health insurance. The business, the business at the end of the year was profitable. The business was not in debt. Matter of fact, we 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 remained debt free. Funny thing is, though, is that, uh, you know, we we had so much guilt and shame about this whole idea of being on food stamps. I tell you, it ate me up. And the funny thing is, is that the we got renewed twice. And the third time when we went to go get renewed, they had changed something uh, in the law. And they and and they asked if, you know, do you have a pension? And I said, yeah, we do have a pension. And I'm like, wait a second. You don't have a pension. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And they said, how much is in your pension? I told them how much money was in my pension. And they said, uh, we're going to have to turn this over to the fraud department. Oh. And I'm like, what? And, oh, boy. And I said, no, I disclosed everything. And they, and they said, well, you have to pay everything back. And so basically, they, 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 didn't fa- they didn't consider it fraud, but they turned it in the fraud department. And all that money that, I've had pay- that I had received, I had to pay it all back. 
Oh my gosh. So so here's the deal. I share all of that to say this. Financially, it was the suckiest time of my life, but it was the greatest time of my life because I knew I was doing what God wanted me to do. And I had, matter of fact, I even had one person, I had 10 business advisors. One of the business advisors gave a dissenting opinion. All nine of the advisors said, Cliff, go get the food stamps. Don't feel guilty about it. Let me tell you, this is actually why welfare exists. It's for people like you. And it's, it's for people who need a hand during a certain period of time, during a certain period of transition. It, it you know, it Unfortunately, it gets abused, and it does have a bad name. But here's what I can tell you. And my business advisors were saying, Cliff, here's what I can tell you. You're going to get to the place where your business is going to be successful. We know this. We believe this. You're on the right path. And one day you're going to make mo- you're going to pay more in taxes in one year than they could ever pay you for a year's worth of food. Wow. And and so don't you even worry about it because you're going to be putting so much money into that system into the future. So don't you worry about it. But one person on my business advisory team said, Cliff, I think you're absolutely the most irresponsible human being I've ever met in my life. I think you need to quit this dream and you need to go back and get your job in insurance. And this all, and my, my business advisory team, by the way, was an email newsletter where everybody who wrote a message got a me- got all the messages. We all mm-hmm. we all got the email exchange, and all nine other people says we have one further opinion. You need to boot this guy out. Oh boy! <laughs> and I kicked him out. I did. I kicked him out of. I kicked him out of my life actually. And uh, so so the thing is that I eventually had to pay all that back. Two thousand nine, things started getting a little bit better. It wasn't great. 2010, I met Dan Miller. Life changed. Uh, Dan started referring people to me, and he started referring people to me who referred people to me who referred people to me. I started, these people that he was referring to me were people who were at a level in life way beyond where I was, who also said, Cliff, man, what you're doing is amazing. Spoke into my life, pouring in, investing in me and my mindset, helping me believe in bigger dreams. All of these different things, and my business is growing and growing and growing. And finally, you know, and all this time we're debt free, right? Never a single penny in debt, except for when we had to pay the money back. But we paid right, it right. right, we paid it right back as soon as it needed to be paid. And um, here's the deal: um, eighteen months ago, my wife had said, "She's like Cliff, we we want we need to move. You know, we want a bigger house. You're working from home. This just isn't working out. You're, you know, my." 14-year-old daughter's on the other side of the wall from my office, her bedroom. She's blaring her music loud. I'm like, turn it down. I'm trying to work. And it was, I mean, it's just horrible. And and uh, and I'm like, Stephanie, I just don't think we can afford it. And she goes, what are you talking about? Every month you're writing this amount. Every month you're writing this amount. And I'm like, yeah, but it, here's the thing. This has been recent that it's this amount's coming in. And it's really nice. But I just don't know if it's going to come, you know, in the future. And and God and Stephanie and everybody, else, dude, you just gotta trust. You just gotta trust. And I'm like, well, here, and here's the thing, Stephanie and I. 18 months ago, we made the decision we would start looking for a new house in uh, by the end of 2016. We would start looking for a new house by the end of 2016. And finally, she was at peace with that. And I'm like, yes, this is amazing. Well. That year, or about a month after we made the decision, we're, we're the, the house is off the table until 2016. And uh, a month later, my daughter, Megan, uh, got cut from the dance team. And it was a very tra- tragic event for her emotionally and stuff like that. She, this was her life. And um, they, she says, Mom, can we go just out for a drive? L- let's go look at model homes, you know? And, and my wife says, listen, as long as you don't tell your dad... Because we've decided, and and just so you know, no matter what we see, we've decided we're not moving until 2016. She says, that's fine. That's fine. So they go driving around homes and stuff like that, looking at homes. And they come home and and they said, we've got to tell you something. And I'm like, what? And she said, we've been looking at homes. And I'm like, stuff. And she goes, no. Oh, snap. <laughs> I, she, she says, no, listen, tr- uh, trust me. I already told Megan. But here's the deal. Remember, we've had all these arguments, and I told you, in never in a million years would we ever agree, agree on a on a layout of a home. And I'm like, yeah, she goes, but I just want you to see this one because I found one I really like, and I and and we may never we may never move into this, but it would just to give you an idea of something that I would like. And I know it's off. It, trust me, I promise. Stephanie says, I promise you, 
I do not expect anything before 2016. And so we got we got in the car. We drove over to this model home. And Brian, I walked in there and I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to live. It was a 4,362 square foot home. It was twice as expensive as as expensive as I thought we would move in in 2016. And I knew right then that this was the house I was supposed to live in. And um, all of a sudden, within a matter of an hour, my mindset went my mindset went from this is not possible to this is actually the next step. This is the next level for me. And the minute I made that decision, I, I, we started looking into the finances. How much would it be? How much of a down payment? And all this other stuff. And we realized that we would need an extra $65,000, an extra $65,000 by May of this year after taxes to put down the down payment and everything. And it's like, and and we, we, we went to, she says, if you want this lot, and we found the lot we wanted. And she says, if you want this lot, you have to put $1,000 down now. We can hold it for 90 days. And, that, and then it's like, okay. And on the 90th day, we signed the contract. And I said, when is this going to be done? She says, May. I said, she, and, and I said, or no, she said April, thir- or April, it was the last week in April. And I said, can you wait until the second week in May? Because then I know I'll have the $65,000. You know, and it's like it was that it was going to be that close because this was such a big thing and it was just brand new. And I'm like, okay, now Stephanie, we've only got six months between now and the rest of this year to clear this extra sixty five thousand dollars. And I knew how much I needed to hit. Long story, still long. Brian, last year my business uh, made over a half million dollars, and last year my personal income was two hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars. And wow. A majority of that income was made in the last four months of the year. And it was only made because I made the decision that this was what I needed to do. This is how much I needed for this dream to become a reality. And I I, I pursued it. I had the $65,000 in 30 days. Wow. Those are the transitions that have been happening in my life. And and it's, it's not about the money. It's not about having bigger, better things. It, it's just the reality that the, what's happened in my life is God has really ho- helped me to open my mind to the fact that He's bigger than I let on th- than than I believe that He is, and and I really genuinely believe that the place where I am today is allowing me and my family to thrive in a way that we could not have thrived anymore uh, in in our older space. And the reality is is that. Um, my business exists in the lower level or the basement of our home and the basement is the same square footage as our old home and now has a training facility where I can bring people in from all over the world and teach them all about how to have a business that can make a positive impact in people's lives in the future. That's gosh, I'm glad you shared that on this, this program because I know there are people out there that, that have dreams you mentioned the mindset thing. That's a big deal to me. I talk about the mind a lot, as you know. It's my very strong personal belief, and I'm, I'm fairly sure it's yours too, that God wants us to succeed. He wants us to prosper. In fact, I believe God wants us to enjoy life, to thrive. I believe he wants us to have nice things. And yes, we've seen abuses. I get that. But we're his kids, for crying out loud. What dad doesn't want his kids to enjoy life? Yeah. And so it's not so much on him as to whether or not we can have it. It's really whether or not we are willing to shift our mindset and our belief level to to embrace the fact that it's not only possible, it's more than possible. It's so doable. Yeah. Once you make up your mind and you get clear on what you want and you settle in your heart that, yes, I'm worthy of it because he made me worthy of it. Yes, I deserve it because he says so. And yes, I can have it because... It's the Father's good pleasure to give us all the our heart's desires. And so, man, you, you have encouraged me, dude, because you're sitting in my office, and in my office are probably no less than six or seven pictures of airplanes. Uh, you have a couple of models, uh, mahogany wood custom models made of airplanes, because I keep these in front of me not just to talk about the aircraft that I have personally flown, because I believe in my heart that I'm supposed to have one or two of those for the work that I do. I told you a while ago, next year I'm going to 15 cities minimum, 
yeah. in the U.S. to deliver what I believe is a flagship message that we have to really bring people to the next level of their life. And I don't want to do it on commercial airlines. I don't want to haul my team through airports. I want to put them on my plane and go and get the work done. Yeah. And so you've encouraged me. You've, you've just pumped me up and brought my faith to a whole new level, man. I'm ready. It's time. Sweet. It's time. Well, Cliff, I treasure your friendship. I treasure your, your voice in my life. You are such an honest friend because there are times when I share things with you and you just tell me like it is, and I need those kind of people in my life. And I'm grateful. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for uh, taking some time. If anybody's wanting to know, this interview did cost me today. He did charge me a fee. <laughs> the Brazilian Steakhouse. Yeah, we. I had to feed him a Brazilian Steakhouse lunch before he would agree to, to do this interview. No, not really. Uh, but, man, I love you. I appreciate you. I love your family, Stephanie, and your kids. Just amazing. Thank God for what's happening in your life. And thanks for being an example to all of us, man. Absolutely. And thank you. I love you too, Brian. And, and you know, it, it, I, I, I'm, you know, out of my new home and, and all the money and all this, stuff, you know what I'm most thankful about, thankful for in this, in this expanded understanding of what life is, is I'm thankful for friends like you and, and, uh, you know, it, it's what makes life worth living. Well, the strategic living podcast is what it is in large part because of your influence and your willingness to help me. So for all of us that uh, participate here week to week, we all say thank you. And, man, thanks for being on the program today. Absolutely. Well, I trust something that you've heard today in this conversation between Cliff and I has been a blessing to you. I trust that it's encouraged you, challenged you. In fact, I... As we're sitting here talking, I know without a shadow of a doubt that you could feel and sense the sincerity and the hope and the encouragement that was taking place in this room, and I hope you grabbed a hold of some of it for you today. Well, if you enjoyed the, the program, please comment on this episode, brianholmes.com forward slash 052. Just go to the show notes, scroll down to the bottom and leave your comments there. If you enjoyed the podcast, rate us in iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. That'll help us to get the word out. And certainly we'd love for you to share this on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and other mechanisms to help us get the word out. A couple of quick announcements for you. Put this on your radar. We're bringing the ties that bind live encounter to the Houston, Texas area. If you're anywhere near Houston, Texas or Beaumont or San Antonio, Dallas, Austin, shoot, if you're hearing this in another part of the country, another part of the world, and you feel like you're supposed to be there, I encourage you to get to Houston, Texas. You'll find a link to the information about the ties that bind Houston in the show notes for this episode. Again, that's brianholmes.com forward slash 052. Well, thank you for joining us today. Until next time, remember this. You are made in His image, designed for greatness. You have a wonderful purpose. We thank you and we bless you. We'll see you next week.